What if you could have any car you wanted? Any car. Could be a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, McLaren. But the deal is this. You have to have that car and drive that car and care for that car for the rest of your life. So you might get a, I don't know, $6.2 million McLaren, but then you have to pay for the repairs. You have to pay for the gas. You have to pay for the insurance. And you have to drive it the rest of your life. It would make the decision a little harder than what you would normally think it would be. And that's kind of where we're going today. Wake the faith up, Slayer. Hope you're having a great week. Hey, good news. Jesus is still on the throne. Yeah, still ruling and reigning. Still number one, still undefeated champion. Hope you have him in your heart and life and you're living for him. You know, we're on this uh, this little thing here called marriage is meant to be hard. We're talking about covenants. And if you understand what a covenant is, why you must uh, really live your life in all areas much more seriously. But specifically, specifically, that's my new word today, specifically in regards to marriage. So what are the benefits of having a covenant or a covenant mindset in marriage? Well, first of all, when you understand what a covenant is, you make a more serious choice regarding if you want to get married and who you will marry. Look, you don't want to marry someone who does not marry on a covenant mindset. If they think, well, if things don't work out, then we'll just get a divorce. Newsflash, things are not going to work out. They never work out. Things are tough in marriage. There are problems. There are things that you will never resolve. There are just issues that you're always going to disagree on. If you have a contract mindset, you're going to break the contract. You're going to run, try to find somebody else. But a covenant mindset means, yeah, I'm in this for the long haul. You know, I started out saying if you could have any car you wanted it, but had to drive it for the rest of your life and take care of it, it seems very tempting, right? But you really think through what you wanted. Like, I'd love a 1963 split-window Corvette, but do I want to pay for the insurance the rest of my life? Do I want to pay for the gas? Do I want to pay for the upkeep? Parts probably aren't as available as they used to be. It's going to be a hard car to commit to for the rest of my life versus probably a, I don't know, a Ford or a, a Toyota, you know, Corolla or Camry. Or... So when you make a covenant mindset, you make the choice to get into a covenant with someone on a much deeper level. Secondly, covenants are hard and they're meant to be hard. Why? There are no shortcuts in covenants. When you make a covenant with someone in marriage, you realize we're not going to find the three easy steps to a happy marriage. It doesn't work that way. There are no shortcuts. I don't know if you have heard about the Donner Party in 1864. These were 80 people, roughly all in the same family, who were moving from Illinois to California for the gold rush. Halfway through their trip, and this was going to be like, uh, you know, six to eight months to make this, this travel, they find a guy, an old explorer named Lansford Hastings, who says you should cut up through the north of Utah You'll save lots of time. And by lots of time, he meant like four to five days, which back then, I guess, was lots of time. But just the opposite was true. Actually, they first hit a desert, had no water, and many of those 80 people died. And then 
They hit the mountains with snow peaks and drifts of 15 to 20 feet high. They tried to camp it out and survive, but the party started to die off quickly. And the only way the last few could survive was cannibalism. Look, you can take other people's advice about your marriage to save time or just to be happy or to do what's fair or to live in the world's standards, but you will ultimately cannibalize your marriage and all other relationships. Don't get tempted by shortcuts. Anything outside of scripture is a shortcut. Live your covenant according to scripture. Number three, covenants are no feelings allowed. As Christ loved the church, we are to love our spouse. Jesus did not want to die on the cross. You understand that according to Jesus' feelings, he did not want to die on the cross in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was under such stress of not wanting to go through with it. He suffered a condition called hematidrosis, which is where your body is under such stress that the capillaries burst and the blood mixes with sweat and it looks like you're sweating blood. And this goes right back to the emotional trauma that he was in. But Jesus didn't go by his feelings. He, jo- he chose to do this according to his love for, for mankind and for the covenant. Look, there's nothing that will pollute and kill a marriage faster than one spouse living by their feelings. When you have a spouse that says, is it best for me? Is it easiest for me? Well, and if it doesn't feel good, I don't want to do it. If it's hard, I don't want to do it. I won't do it, especially if it's for my spouse. I, I only want to do, do it if it's for me. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. But when you have a spouse that says, I only want to make choices that are easiest for me in marriage, you're going to kill that marriage. Look, feelings killed the potential and the future of many marriages. How many incredible marriages never happened? How many wrecked roads of potential because people went by feelings? Remember that idea, till death do us part? Well, that's the whole other idea there. Till death do us part. Not a lot of feelings there. You know, when we say till death do us part, we don't understand that the word covenant means to cut or to spill blood. It's a life and death decision. When a couple in Christ's day got married, they would walk down the aisle and they would have, they would have an animal, a goat or a, a sheep, cut in half. And part of the animal would be on the right side of the altar and the uh, the other one would be on the left side. And when they would walk down between these two uh, halves, it was to symbolize this is a life or death decision. You are choosing to die on this decision. You will not leave this person. It signified the idea that really you're a dead man walking. You have committed yourself full, 100%, all in to this decision, mentally emotionally, physically, spiritually, socially, sexually, you name it, you're all in. That's till death do us part. Look, covenants, they bring a huge weight, a huge understanding in marriage. It doesn't make marriage easier. Sometimes it makes it harder, but it does make for an amazing marriage. We'll cover the rest tomorrow, but until then, keep slaying giants.